When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 100, part one. Dwayne, when we first started this, you know what? I had high hopes, but I had no idea we'd get it this far. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm pretty good, bud. It's been a it's been a minute since we've recorded together. Um, back uh, back we, in the old days. I know yeah. life happens, right? Um, but you know, we've had a lot of. A lot of fun times with the with the shows. We, you know, back when we were recording here at my house, then COVID happened, and then we uh, we kind of switched things over to Zoom, and now Streamyard. Uh, to be and, honest, uh, way, I, I like it a lot better, like like this. Huh? Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed the first few with Steve Shields and all them yep. and Olaf Coles. I got your house, but yep. before you before you got your microphone, but. And I enjoyed that a lot, but these, I feel like it's, it's how everybody's doing it these days. Yep. Um, better give and take. Um, and we each get to show off our studio. Um, yeah, exactly right. That can't see an ode to Dwayne. Who's that in the bottom left there, Dwayne? Got the Dominator, even though he's wearing the, the Detroit, the Detroit Gitch. All um, right, really quick, really quick. Rank your one through four. Uh, we got... Hashik, it was like Hashik, Cujo, Marty. No, no, I want your one through four. Oh, I'd go uh, Hashik, Marty, Wah, and then Cujo. Now, if if I were to tell you that you can add a name to this list and take one of these guys off, give me your top four. Vasilevsky, I'd take Cujo off. So you'd go, say it again? Vasilevsky, and I'd take Cujo off. So, well, who, like, the order, it'd be the same order? Um... Like where does Vasilevsky? I think I'd put, I think I'd put Wah fourth because I think Vasilevsky. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And he's already got potential three cups. Dwayne, we're, we're we're two minutes into the show and you're you're firing out hot takes. He's already got he's already got two cups, possibly three. Um, no, dude, he's a freak. He's a freak. He's a freak. Dwayne, he's a freak. I used I, I like not every one of my goalies is six foot six and can move like him, so it's really hard for me to like. I'll give you a good uh, idea. UC Soros at five ten. I can use a ton of his clips to teach my goalies. When I try to incorporate Vasilevsky, it's it's a goddamn shit show. You know what I mean? 
Like, Dwayne, you're a goalie. You've seen some of the stuff he does. You're not yeah, supposed to be able to do that. No, it's insane. Um, Your body's not supposed to be able to move like that and contort. Like, I mean, the guy's lanky. He's lanky and athletic as shit, but. Dude, he's built. I didn't know that. This guy's fucking. I'll tell you right now, because I want my facts to be right. How do I spell his name? Oh, God. Uh, I got him. I got him. I got him. B-A-S-I-L-E-V. Yeah, it's a rough name. All right. He's listed at 6'3", 225. But somebody on... Somebody on Spin Chicklets that, that's close with those guys said that um, they talked to Mar- – no, actually, maybe it was the Cam and Strickland podcast that they talked to Maroon that he said, dude, this guy's like 250. He's ripped. Yeah. Um, which isn't like your prototypical goalie build, but he moves in ways that you shouldn't be able to. Now, um, before we get into our cup finals, I want to talk briefly about um, the, the, the conference finals. Okay. Yep. Uh, I think we were, you know, it was some good hockey with New York going up to nothing. Um, love the play of Shesterkin. Okay. He is yep. another guy that I, I, I use extensively, um, in video with, with my younger goalies because, um, he's one of those guys that uses the RVH, but doesn't overuse it. Right. He's, he's not the biggest guy, but he, he plays aggressive. What do you like about Shesterkin? I, actually, I was going to agree with you there because you see too many goalies use the use the RVH unnecessarily, especially when the plays far out even along the boards. You see, you see them already in their RVH, and why? It makes no sense. Like, why are you in your RVH when the puck's on the boards from the or even outside the faceoff circle? Like, bro, get up! Like, there's no that, that's that's more for in tight situations. You know where you know the players more, less likely to lift the puck up over you from in tight, whereas you're 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 giving them the entire top corner, if especially if you're not doing it correctly, you know to shoot at and the, how good you know shooters are in the NHL, like they'll pick that spot, you know seven times out of ten. Can you see my map I drew? Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, so okay down here. All right, now what I do for my goalies, okay. Let's just say this circle is my goalie. We're going to draw a line from the back post through the bottom of the circle, okay? You All see right. what I did there? Yep. Okay, so as soon as the puck comes above the goal line, like, okay, hold on. Let me make one more distinction, okay? <laughs> you draw a line from where the hash mark is. You see that? Yep. yep. So realistically, we only want to use our RVH in this area, okay? Yep, right there, it went in tight. Because as soon as the puck comes around, sorry, comes around this way, you see you, you see guys get in into here, okay, mm-hmm. and they're still in it and they get scored on, right? I know that was terrible demonstration, no, but, no, but you get my point, point right? Shesterkin is unbelievable at, at stepping up off of his RVH as the play crosses. I call it the point in overturn. Yeah, right? whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we're not, me and you, we're not talented enough to make that adjustment. Whereas, whoa, 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 whoa. you're talking to hey, my last tournament MVP stopped three for three in the championship shootout. I, I, listen, that's great, that's great, and everything, but hey, and that's not a nice thing to say to your fucking goalie for the hey. goddamn Chicklets Cup. It's great, that, that possible goalie. We'll see. <laughs> I agreed to play, and now I'm possible. I'm on the yeah, show. Well, you, you're definitely coaching. 
You're oh, that's reassuring. Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> but, me, uh, dude. I'm getting big league tough right yeah. now. Any, anyways, no, but the, the adjustments he's able to make on the fly, is, it's unbelievable. It's why he's the second-best goalie in the world. Well, then why did Tampa Bay win four straight? Huh? Why did Tampa Bay win four straight? Not because of Shesterkin. Think about it. Shesterkin only needs to steal one of those games. Why? That's true. But one you're also talking about the back-to-back st- defending Stanley Cup champions, and it's not like they're they're shooting on some slouch in Tampa Bay. They're shooting on uh, on uh, Vasilevsky. And let's be real. I mean, Vasilevsky. I mean, FSS, I mean, at one point was considered to be top three for the MVP vote this year, and he just, you know, he's carried that team a lot. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not talented. They're very talented, but. I think they got as far as they did because a big, their big reason why was, you know, Igor Shosterskin. He's just played out of his mind. Whatever that stupid analytics that it is, uh, saves uh, – what, what, what is it called? Saves uh, above expected or whatever. replacement. Yeah, whatever whatever it is. I mean, he, he's one of the highest – like, you know, in terms of uh, – in terms of goaltenders, like he saves many, many, many more above what's – the expected or the league average, you know, it means he faces a lot more shots than most other goalies in the NHL. And, you know, he's just been solid from start to, excuse me, start to finish. And, you know, money would say that they got as far as they did because of Igor. And, you know, you could, but the thing is you can only expect him to play that well for so long. You need your team to step up. Thoughts on Gerard Gallant swapping um, Capo Caco, who some argue that is their best right wing, who hadn't been playing great for a younger guy that I forget the kid's name, Huntley or something. Yeah, um, I didn't agree with that. I didn't I agree with that. I, I thought I thought he was better one one of their better two way players. I think that's kind of where he's made his niche. He'll never live up to the second overall pick. Let's get that straight. He just won't. But. He's he's become a very solid 200 foot player, and I just I, I just don't get, I don't understand what Gallant was trying to do there with his lineup taking Capo Caco out, who was good the first two games of the series. Granted, fell off in Tampa Bay, but again, it's not like you're playing you're not playing the Arizona Coyotes, you're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, and yeah yeah you're, you're bound to you weren't going to sweep them, you just weren't you weren't going to go back to Tampa and win you know win four in a row. It just it wasn't going to happen. Um, I said it. I said it coming out of game two. Is that if they can't split uh, in Tampa, if they don't at least split, and if they lose both, the series is over. Series is over because that's the last team in the league you want to give momentum to. You just don't. Yeah. Listen. Why have they been successful? A. They. Dude, they're so deep. Like Cooper yeah. and Breezebaugh have, and and go back to Eiserman. Like, look at who they had, buddy. They got rid of Tyler Johnson. And like without the the lightning, he's an okay player. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not even that, dude. Like Blake Coleman, Barkley, Goodrow were on that team last year. Yeah, I played against I played against Barkley, um, and he was a really nice kid. But he was from Richmond Hills, and my roommate was from Richmond Hills. And let's just say that he may or may not have, you know, interacted with Goodrow's sister. And I forget her name, but he told it to me before the game. So Barkley lines up. He's a rookie. Lines up um, right for the offsides uh, face-off right near where we are on the bench, right? I'm like, hey, Barks, how are you, buddy? How are you liking your first year? He he looks at me all happy. He's like, oh, good. Good calls, good. And I'm like, well, 
I'm glad you're enjoying it here because uh, Barzy's filling your sister after the game. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Uh, that's terrible, but that's pretty um, bad. <laughs> um, that's my memory of Barkley Goodrow. Uh, but he played with Duchesne and Hodgson and Brampton um, and had some success there. So I'm glad to see him. Um, you know, it's tough to move on to and lose to your old team. Um, but, you know, like before we, we, we get off uh, this series, what for you was it the lack of depth scoring from Kreider and Zibanejad and the kid line? What, like, what, what was it? Um, I think you, you can now have, they just don't have the depth that Tampa Bay has. Like Tampa has Nick, like Nick Paul has been a huge, uh, you know, producer for them. You know, Andre Pollat, which I, I mean, isn't a the bottom six guy, but Pollat has been playing out of his mind. Um, who's the other one? Um, Ross Colton has been big for them. And defensively, man, everybody's just playing well. And, you know, it, it's crazy, man. In Tampa Bay, they, they keep that core of superstars together. Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman. Uh, they don't even have Braden Point playing. Like, Braden Point isn't even in the lineup right now. That's, um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and then, you know, Sorelli, like, you have all these, like, this, these insanely great uh, core group of players, and you just find these glue guys to plug and go every single year that go out. They play phenomenally in the playoffs. Well, what is that? What does that come back to? It comes back to structure. It comes yep. back to good leadership from ownership down to Breezebois, down to Cooper. Cooper's yep. got one of the best staffs around him, and it comes back to leadership. And in that game six, deciding game, who had both goals, brother? Uh, Stamkos. Like, I don't care what you think. Steven Stamkos is the best captain in the NHL right now. Yep. Yes or no? Agreed. I I, um, I, I agree. I, I, it's hard to find somebody else that'd be better than him. You know, just especially tenured captain. The guy who's been well, around. Landis Cog. Landis Cog. Landis Cog, too. And Landis Cog is willing he hasn't to drop won it yet. Yeah, but he's willing to drop the mitts with just about anybody in the league to stand up for his teammates. Like, you don't always see that out of a captain. Maybe guys like back in the day, like Getzlaff and whatnot. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I agree, man. I mean, Zabanajad's a, gr- a great captain, but again, like you said, they don't have hardware. But I would say Bergeron. Bergeron's up there, right? Yeah. Uh, he's coming yeah. to a tail end, but he's been a great captain for so long. Hey, Dryden Hunt. I'm sorry. That was the guy that went in for Kako. Um, Gallant said, um, you know, he, cur- he curiously declined to get into the decision to scratch Kako for Dryden Hunt, who threw a few hits and otherwise did little in 10 minutes of ice time. Today's not the time, blah, blah, blah. Strom was limping. I, I'm sure we'll hear injuries coming out of there. But the one thing I wanted to talk about, okay, um, I think it was a, a, a great addition of Vetrano. I thought Frank Vetrano was excellent for the Rangers. Uh, Andrew Kopp was good. Um, now you got to see if you can, can keep those guys. But the stat I was looking for was um, the Vasilevsky – in elimination games. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Isn't he like und- pretty much uh, undefeated? Yeah, I got it right now. <laughs> yeah, it, well, if you think about it, you know, he's got almost three entire full cup runs in undefeated in elimination games, right? Like the number's got to be insane. Okay. Because there was also in, in the there was also Panther series, 
Um, he finished that game with a 49 game shutout. He had a 981 save percentage, went 4 0. Um, no, that's not it. I went to the wrong article. My, my fault. Wasn't Tampa in the finals either? They when they lost in the finals, was that the year before they won the cup, or was it two years before they won the cup? What Tampa went to the finals but lost. Uh, either what the year before they won their first their first cup with this with this regime? No, remember they the lost to Columbus in the first round. You're right. Yeah. So it was, I think it was the year before, before they went to the finals and lost in the finals. Yep. So here it is: Andre Vasilevsky in series clinching games in his career, four shutouts, seven straight wins, nine fifty save percentage. That's <laughs> old. That's old. Here we go. Um, may no, here we go. That's it. Here we go. Got it. Finally. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, blah, 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 blah. Vasilevsky's record in these. Okay. Since the start of the 1920 postseason, which is the one you're talking about. Okay. Vasilevsky and the lightning have played in 15 games where they have had a chance to eliminate opponent. Vasilevsky's record in those games is 10 and five with only one of those losses coming in regulation, the other four in overtime, with a 951 save percentage and a whopping six shutouts. For his career, he has a 944 save percentage in 22 games where the Lightning have a chance to eliminate an opponent. Think about that. Like, that is so huge. How many times have we seen a team that, that, like, 3-1 Pittsburgh, right? Down 3-1, and and they end up blowing it away. Um, What is Bradley? Last year, Steve Dangle, where you at? Yeah, where you at, bud? Um, no, but what's like what's more, what's even more shocking is that in his career, he has only actually lost three potential knockout games in what she has only allowed two goals and has had a save percentage over 940. Like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, in the in the, the four overtime losses, he allowed two goals in the regulation each game. Like, come on, guys, this is. Wow. Um, Over those games, like you were talking about, the high danger scoring chances are never mind. Anyways, getting, getting, getting after that series. um, It was pretty clear to me after the Rangers went up to the lightning just seemed after game four, the four one to just really hang on going over to the other side, Edmonton and avalanche. What are your thoughts, Dwayne? Um, Edmonton needs to find a goalie. I'm not saying Mike Smith played bad. I would you have good. started after he got pulled in game one? Would you have went with Koskinen? Tough call. Uh, neither option's great. All year. Neither option's great, you know. Um, Koskinen looked good when he came in, though. I know that doesn't yeah. mean much. I know he did, but I uh, I just think they I think they, they, they did themselves an injustice. Coming into the season, not finding, thinking that Mike Smith, forty-one-year-old Mike Smith, was the answer. You know, it's not like you're in a situation with Buffalo where you know you're not going to be a playoff-bound team, and you're just looking for a guy to be the bridge. Time out. Uh, hey, somebody mentioned Binnington as a possible trade, and I almost fucking lost my mind. Binnington want, is not going to Buffalo. Keep going. No, no. Well, that and just guy's a head case, man. He's such a head case, like. Dude, I, I, I told you the story. He was a head case in junior. Yeah, he's he's just 
and then the whole thing with Nazem Kadri, water bottle gate, you know, who threw the, you know, t- ripping a water Dude, bottle. He's always been a kid because his nose is so big and he probably got picked on and his sister Allie got taken out for a nice dinner by a lot of team- teammates of mine. Um, <laughs> he always act like he always tried to act out. You know, like, yeah. dude, you're a great goalie. You don't have to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm an asshole just because I'm an asshole. But, yeah. like, he was a good goalie that just acted out and did stupid shit. And it was just half the time I couldn't understand him because his nose was in the way of his mouth. I couldn't, like, see what he was saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. But um, on that series, um, Colorado's obviously impressive. Um, leading into um, – Two things, the goaltending situation. So obviously, um Fran Fran Franco plays all games, goes four and zero against Edmonton. Okay. Mm-hmm. McDavid did all that he could. We found out that Drysado was playing through a fucking broken ankle or whatever. Yeah. Uh I think what hurt him worse though was that Darnell Nurse was playing through an abdominal injury. And for those of you who don't know, yeah. this barrel right here is your abdominal as a hockey player. Every shot, yeah. every pass, every hit, that's all core. You know, with, with so, goalies, too, you know, we talk about – Oh, it's UPL. everything for us. Yeah, yeah with, with, U, with UPL and his hip issues, same thing. You know what I mean? The amount we use our hips and our core – It comes like, from our core not being strong yep. enough. You know, and um, that's why I question about him, whether his longevity is going to be good enough for the NHL, all the issues he's already had um, – but yeah, nurse, you know, was nursing injuries, no pun intended. Um, and then obviously Drysdale with the ankle issues. It's just you can't expect two players to be your the entirety of your team. You know what I mean? Like the numbers that him and Leon put up were mind blowing. Like those are numbers that you you, you award the con Smythe to those guys with those numbers if they advance to this. You know, those are the numbers. Whoever normally wins the Conn Smythe has at the end of the Stanley Cup Finals, like they they had those going into the Conference Finals. Well, I want to hey, after we finish off the uh, the the semi the Conference Finals, I want to get your your um, Conn Smythe pick. But hey, on that Edmonton series, okay, um, the first game, uh, I'm trying to find it. April? No, 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 no. Found it. Okay, May thirty first. Yep. Um, the eight to six game. Do you remember that one? Yep. Oh my wild. goodness! What a fucking wild, game, man! Everybody got their money. What money's a worth fucking tonight. game! Oh, and 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 you know what? When you know, just when it thought like the Avalanche had it safe, the Oilers come back and pot two um, to make it close, and then you know they get the empty netter, and then what I think really killed Edmonton because remember you don't lose a series until you lose uh, at home. So they, they started off in, in in Colorado. They lost to game one. But game two, they came out fucking they, they came out good. It was it was zero zero. And then there was that three minute span. Boom, boom, boom. Colorado's up three nothing. That's the game, yeah. right? And then you, you go into a must-win game three, and you know, you lose four to two. You, you know, you just don't have enough secondary scoring. Mike Smith doesn't do it for you. No, um, there were a I handful think, of I think goals. That, that he what was had. the game where he let in the five hole goal? Series. Huh? What? So that game, game three, it was tied two to two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, um, I forget the defenseman's name. 
um, from Edmonton. He, with about five minutes left, he sh- they were on at the end of the power play. He shoots one. It goes off the post and out. And then somebody whacks it forward. Um, and Comfer uh, picks up the loose puck and goes down and beats Mike Sniff five hole. Okay, yeah, yeah. There was another goal in that series too. I think it was uh, from Makar on the outside of the printer. It was a nice shot, but it was really far out. And Mike Smith did not have a screen at all. It was a puck he absolutely should have had. Are you talking about the neutral zone goal? Not the floater that got by Mike Smith. Calgary? No, not the floater. But I, 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 I have to go back and look. But he, he came up. Yeah, he just faced it. He wasn't good. Mike Smith yeah, was he not. Just, no, rephrase that. In the, in the first period of game four, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Remember he that just, five minute? So Connor McDavid comes out, scores that goal. The place is rocking. And what does Evander Kane do? Evander Kane. Uh, Five-minute major. Yep. The uh, the board on – was it on Kadri? No, Kadri was earlier in the series. Yeah. Who, no, that who was Kadri. Oh, it was Kadri. Yeah, the first hit from behind. Yeah. Maybe this yeah. game was um, – maybe I'm talking about uh, game three. But either way, guys. So, like, they sucked the life out of them. You go to the um, – Sorry, give me one second here. Um, Oilers. Um, Connor McDavid. Yeah. So that was it. That was it. That was uh, it. Was game three? Okay. And um, or no, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, who am I looking for? Evander Kane. And then the Avalanche, I'm looking for Kadri. Yeah, so it would have been game three. So game three, okay, must-win game. Um, Edmonton comes out. They score first a minute into the game. And sure enough, Evander Kane, 15 seconds after that, five-minute major, sucks the life out of fucking Rexall place or whatever it's called. And, you know, here's what impresses me. Mike Smith was fucking unbelievable in that five-minute power play. You know it and I know it. Yeah, he was on. He was unreal. But I always was told, Dwayne, that a good save doesn't make up for a bad goal. Like I said, late in that game, five minutes left, tied two to two. Edmonton gets a shot off the post. Offer comes out of the box. He's in a foot race, uh, and that's the one where he just beats him five hole. And Smith knew you need, save, you need a save there. Yeah, dude, you need a save. There were, that's there that's all I have to say about that. I do, I do feel like the uh, Oilers need a goalie, but yep. I do think they also need so – I, I like Hyman. I think he's great, okay? I think they need – I thought Duncan Keith was pretty good for them considering where he's at. They yeah. get another year out of him like he that. Was he, was, he was good enough. He was yeah, good enough. no, and he was bad at the start, right? And it's yeah. okay, but he got better. Like, he played top four minutes. And I thought he stepped up his game once Nurse went down, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what one last question on that? What you go back in time with the McDavid Eichel thing, right? Now, mm-hmm. whatever, but neither like they've made the playoffs a couple times, we haven't. But Connor McDavid, is he happy right now? Um, I think they finally they finally made a push towards the right direction, right? I think he's I don't know, I, I don't know. I think he's smart enough to realize that they just weren't good enough in certain areas, i.e., goaltending, to make to to make the next jump. So 
I don't mean. Let me ask you this. If you're McDavid, you walk into that GM room with Holland or whoever it is. What do you, what are you, what are your requests? Like it's either get me these things or I'm out of there. What are you asking for? Well, he has that. I mean, he's the best player in the world. Right. I, I know and he can actually have this conversation. So what are you asking for? A starting goal? I'm asking for a goaltender and I'm asking for more depth on uh, more depth. You need, you need so those like a Josh Manson, the Josh Manson that's on the yeah. avalanche. Guys like that, scored, yep. uh, overtime goal in the series before. Sorry, yep. you, you, you need you need depth scoring and you need stability on your blue line. You, you like you, your top six isn't the issue. It isn't. You, you need you need more help from the bottom six and you need more help on the blue line. It's plain and simple. Why did they get rid of um, Ethan Bear? I thought he was okay. That was another thing too. Me and producer Steve have talked about that a couple of times. That that's a guy that it's surprising that he hasn't stuck to a roster. And we even tossed around the idea of him coming to Buffalo, uh, you know, uh, this next year. Like, it's Ethan Bear. I like him. Is he right-handed shot? I think so. Yeah. Well, we don't need a lefty. I'll tell you that for free. No, we don't. Um, so you need you need a better right-handed defenseman. I mean, obviously the the Sabers just traded for Ben Bishop's contract. We all know that's just a cap dump for, for you yeah, know. he's done. He done. So, for the, for the listeners that don't understand what, what that means, so Ben Bishop tried to make a comeback this year, couldn't do it, okay? Um, he still has money on his contract, okay? Um, and he has it owed to him. So, instead of retiring right now and losing out on that money, okay, he'll, he'll wait. If, if he had five years left, they, they would do some kind of compliance buyout. Yeah. But because he has only one year left, um, the Sabres picked up that money in exchange for what, a draft pick? Yeah, he'll go on LTIR. Um, so, obviously, it won't count against – like it won't take up a roster spot. And, and I read somewhere that we're only looking to spend between 60 and 70. Yeah, it, it, you know that's I think, fine by me. That's fine by me. I'm more yeah, looking you know, at. The I want to give I want to give the youth a chance, but at the same time, I do hope, I do hope they do bring in somebody that makes a this goalie. team better next year. A goalie, a goalie, yes, but PK Subban and a goalie. It doesn't. I don't. I don't mind the. Yeah, idea no, wait, 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 wait. Josh Manson. Okay. I love Josh Manson. I would love Josh Manson. A goal, like a high-end goaltender. Anybody but Bennington. Let's just say anti Ranta or Billy Huso or love Billy Huso, like or whoever's out in Carolina, like yeah. uh, who's the other one? Um, Freddie. Freddie, Ander- Freddie Anderson's in Carolina, and then anti Ranta, and then so whatever. I, I, I that's what I would love. But going back to my question, like um, that, anything else you're asking if you're McDavid? Any I, chance I, that he asked for a trade? I don't see it happening this year. No. I mean, listen. Wayne Gretzky was Wayne Gretzky was once traded. Possibly, wasn't it twice? Possibly, was he traded twice or just traded he once? Three times, Bob. Was it three he times? Played the, he played so, for the it, Oilers, it, the Kings, the Blues, the, Oilers, the Blues. The I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if he was traded. Was he traded or did he sign in free agency with the with the Blues? I think he signed with free agency with New York. I think he was traded to St. Louis. So, yeah, I thought. I think so. He was traded. So he was traded twice. So if Wayne Gretzky, I don't care if it's different errors, sailor cap, it don't matter. Like if that guy can get traded, anybody in the in the history of hockey get traded. Yeah, I don't care what what anybody says, you know. Um, and that's the type of guy that you do you you you, you try and move mountains to make him happy. You do what he you give him anything he wants, 
what he says he wants and he it's it, what he needs to win, you give it to him. You do whatever you can to give it to him. That's a team I think Buffalo, I wouldn't mind them seeing to try to take advantage of a team like that and who's who, who's in sal- having salary cap issues. You know, maybe offer that, maybe offer them, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to say go off from UPL because, I mean, I'm not sure where UPL. Hey, I, I want to see UPL play 10 games. Dwayne, I just sent you a stat or a picture um, for when we get to – can you upload that for a minute in a minute when we go to the – Yeah, I'll try uh, it. The next series? Yeah, when I get it. Um, so, well, while you work on that, I'm going to transition. Do you have anything else to say about the Edmonton-Colorado uh, series? Um, Just uh... – Who are you going to start, Franco or – I think if Kemper's healthy, you start Kemper. What? If Kemper's healthy, you start Kemper. He what? He is healthy. He was on the bench last game. Yeah, but wasn't he? He was still. There's something still lingering with him, wasn't no, there? No, dude, you don't put somebody on the bench to back up if he's got anything wrong with him. Okay, I mean, I thought I thought there was still an issue. An issue with the it was a concussion. You're talking about games two and wasn't three. It, wasn't, wasn't it a concussion? Nah, they didn't release it. They said upper body. Okay. I or concussion, Dwayne. You're talking about games two and three. He was not available. It was lingering. They weren't sure. Game four, the last game, he was on the bench. He was ready to play. So you, I mean, they haven't. They haven't. That just went. You won you four in a row. That keep in mind, uh, Pavel Franco or Francois. And he's not French. He's Czech, but he he played with this Lightning team last year. He stepped in when Grubauer got hurt. Yeah, he did. You know, like the fans love him. The guys love him. Who are you going? Are you really going to go with Kemper? My thought was this. Give Frankie a shot, okay? If, if, if you lose game one and he's not good, you go to Kemper. I don't know, man. I, 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 think I see the better. other side of it. I see it. You paid Darcy Kemper all this money. Get him in. I don't think, I, I'm not even thinking about money, man. I, I don't even think that. I just think, you know, when they're both locked in, I think Kemper's the better goalie. Okay, good good point. One question, though. The Rangers were able to jump up two games to none on Tampa because Tampa had a week off, right? And the Rangers went right from a seven-game series in. Yep. Um, Kemper hasn't played in two weeks. Frankie has played almost, you know, every other night. That layoff hurts. You know it. You know it yourself. Oh, it does. For sure it does. So how does that factor in, Bubba? Um, I mean, you can only get so much done playing against your own teammates in practice. It's, it, 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 you can't replicate the real feel of an actual game um, in practice against your own teammates. You know, the hitting, the competitiveness, the, the adrenaline, the intensity. So for me, I think that's a huge advantage for Tampa Bay. Um, but double-edged sword. I mean, it, I mean, Colorado's also had more time to get healthy. To, uh, it's it's. Uh, I I I give the advantage to Tampa Bay. I mean, because they're not really dealing. Actually, I don't know. Did anything come out on Hedman with that? Yeah, uh, I'm about to read this. Can you see this? One my one second. The cough of the USA jersey. Yeah. Read it. Land of the free, home of the brave. How cool is that? That's pretty sick. Fucking right. Um, so you. What I was saying. Right? 
what I was saying. Did anything come out on on, on that hit to the head on Hedman? Yeah, he's cleared. He's, he's cleared. cleared. Okay, he's good. So I mean, yeah. Tampa Bay is healthy, right? Tampa is healthy. Pull up that infographic. I'm I'm uploading it right now, but so, with the exception of Braden Point, I mean, who they haven't had from the start of playoffs, they're healthy right now. Like, see, here's my question. I think this series comes down to, okay, goal saved, um, GSVA, okay, goal saved goal versus expected. Yes. Okay. Kemper is four point two. Vasilevsky is four point eight. Pretty close. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go through the whole list. Okay. Their top line for um, you want this number to be high. Correct. Gabriel Landeskog, 3.9. McKinnon, 4.9. Valerie Nushkinen, 3.0. Okay. Correct. Tampa Bay's top line. Andre Palat, 1.8. Stamkos, 3.9. Kucherov, 4.1. So I want to say it's a wash, but obviously Colorado has a slight edge with Palat bringing it down a little bit. But let's yep. let's not kid ourselves. McKinnon at four point nine. Fuck me in the fuck hole. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, second line. Out. Second line. Artuy Lekkinen for Colorado one point five. Nazim Kadri three point five. Miko Rantanen four point nine. Second line for Tampa Bay. Ross Colton one point five. Nick Paul zero point four. Braden Point two point eight. Now I look at this man and and like this is. This is tough, like, because when 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 you when you look at that, like, that's a big difference in the second line, right? Correct. Okay, and and just while I'm talking, I'll let everybody. I'm gonna bring up, gonna bring up that graphic right now that we were speaking about. Can uh, you guys see this? Well, I. No, I know I, this I, is a different one. This is what I'm reading. Okay. So then you go down to the third line for Colorado: Birkovsky, two point two, Confer, point nine. Obey Kubel 0.2, and then for the Lightning, Hagel 0.9, Sorelli 1.5, Kaloran 1.5. The uh, that, that team is insane. That 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 gives the edge to Tampa, and then uh, the fourth line, Cogliano minus 0.4, Hell minus 0.2, Logan O'Connor 0.3, Corey Perry on the Tampa 1.3, Pierre Edward Bellamere on Tampa 0.3, Patrick Maroon. Minus one. So, um, you know what? Like, even right there. But when you go to the defense, this is where it gets crazy, guys. Uh, for me, this series comes down to defense. Hedman versus McCarr. Agreed? Correct. What do you think McCarr's number is? Well, give me one second. I'll bring that right up. Uh, 4.9. Which is out of this world. This is the highest number on the chart besides... Brantman and McKinnon. And guess what, guys? The fucking guy's a defenseman. Now, what is Victor Hedman? 3.6. Still very good. Okay. Devin Taze, the biggest highway robbery in history. Lou Lamorello, the worst trade you've ever made. You traded yep. Devin Taze for a second rounder. What are you doing, Lou? It, now. It, 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 Bowen Byram stepped up and played nicely. He's at point eight. Eric Johnson, better than you could expect at point six. Uh, Ryan McDonough, who's been playing like a fucking machine, he's at 1.2. Eric Cernak, 1.1, respectable. Here's where it gets me. That third pair for Tampa Bay, as much as Bogo was washed and hated here in Buffalo, 
There was a reason why he went, you know, third or fourth overall in a draft that had Petrangelo. No, he went second overall in a draft that had Petrangelo and Dowdy and, and all these guys and Subin. He was he was the one of the, the first ones to go. And when um, healthy, here when when healthy, he 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 was great when he was healthy. But that's kind of the reason why Winnipeg uh, dealt him in that trade to Buffalo was because he just had all the issues with staying healthy. And I think he's been able to stay healthy because they're asking very little of him. Okay, so can we zoom in on this or no? Uh, yeah, that's about it right there. Okay, guys. So this is pretty much looking at everything we just talked about, all right? Um, and w- w- with with Makar and Hedman, okay? Um, obviously, Makar has eight years as junior. Um, the, the measurements are, are big, okay? Makar's 5'11", 187. Hedman, 6'6", 241. Good God, okay? Mm-hmm. They're both number one defensemen. They're time on, time on ice. Makar's playing... 26.1 minutes a night, which is insane. Hedman's playing 24.3, okay? Um, what's interesting, if you look at that contract page um, where the salary says UFA from a car and his market value, do you see what his market value is? I'm looking for it right 18. now. 18.5 million. So yeah. if you look over at Hedman, it's – his salary is 7.9. His market value is 13.2, right? Correct. And keep in mind, um, you know, that market value number, it's a lot of different things. But the fact that a defenseman <laughs> coming out of his first contract, his market value is double, pretty much double the, the highest contract in the in the league. Yep. And these so, guys had very similar seasons, you know, <laughs> like – you know, they were just, I mean, Hedman played the entire 82 games over the course of the season and had one less point than Makar, who who played uh, five games less. But like like you said, there's a huge difference in age here. And, you know, that's why the market value is so much higher for a guy like Kel Makar. He's coming yeah, out. Of but I also think, Dwayne, that they play different ways, right? Like, yep. I think Kel Makar is, is the new age defenseman, right? You see right. Quinn Hughes, you see Noah Power, right? You've seen mm-hmm. Rasmus Dahlin. What can they all do? Very good. Very yeah. elite. What do they do all elite? Carry the puck. Right. They move the puck. They drive yeah. offense. Okay. They could play power play, but they're also a fourth forward. Okay. Victor Hedman. Yes. Can he do that? For sure. But he also has a bit of the throwback. I'm a fucking monster, and, and I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you. Good coming in front of my, He's got in front of my net. Touch my goalie. Right. I'm going to destroy you. Like, well, just nothing gets by him. He, he's got yeah. such a good reach. His gap's as good. Or skating is elite, okay? And and he just plays a, a complete game. All would right? You, would like, you, if you could have them both the same age, the same exact age. They're both Calvin the same Carr. age right now. But listen to me before you go. Would you take 110 points a season, or let's say 105 points, or we'll say 100 points. 100 points from Cal McCarr. And his style of play, or would you take 80 points from Victor Heaven but get that complete defenseman? If I'm starting a franchise, yeah, Cal McCarr. So Cal McCarr, okay. Now it's close, right? If you're saying yeah. they're the same age, I, I'd say if you ask every NHL GM, I bet you that's split because I think that it's a tough, it's a tough call. It's a tough call because as as great as having him 
have the puck on his stick as it is. Offense can be defense too, because the more you have the puck on your stick offensively, the less time oh, the puck is in your own. We've seen it with Edmund, right? Like yeah. he doesn't have to go end to end like Picard does. He, he finds offense in his ability to create turnovers, which mm-hmm. let's let's not forget. Okay, both of these guys are elite in their own way at defending. Now, do you remember the one clip? We've seen it a hundred times where McDavid's streaking down the wing on a one-on-one and and McCarr had him and he just knocked the puck away and went and got it and turned away. Yep. Now on every other defenseman, it's like, oh, that's a goal, right? And McCarr yep. just made it look so easy. So like McCarr needs to get recognition as a good defender. You know, now, do they do it differently? Yes. Hedman plays a heavy game down low. And he'll would, punish you, like you said. Come near my goalie. You know, I'll fuck you, know, you up. You know, you know what drill I would love to see them two run together is that old old school drill we used to do with kids, where your defenseman's laying on the blue line, forward starts with the puck at the red line. We did that and, tonight, Dwayne. I ran a I ran a peewee practice. Yep, you know, and, and he start defenseman starts on his stomach, and uh, I had him start on his knees, but same drill. Yeah, same drill. I would love to see Kale McCarr be the puck carrier and Victor Hedman be the defenseman and see how many times Hedman gets beat. I'd that. like to see it both ways like a game of basketball. Yeah, that too. Um, I would love to see that. So, guys, Hedman didn't score as many points as McCarr and didn't drive the play to quite the same degree, but he's still a massive force for Tampa Bay's back end. He can do it all, and he's been a pivotal part of the equation for the Lightning's last two Stanley Cup runs. It's that championship pedigree that may have some still leaning towards the big man in Tampa Bay. For that reason, it'll be extremely interesting to see the two go head-to-head with a championship on the line. This is going to be fun hockey. Both have been incredible in these playoffs, playing at even higher levels than we ever expected, which is crazy. But these are the two best, Wayne. Right now, who's better in your books? Um, You asked me that question. I'm asking you, who would you rather have? Oh, man. Um, I, I, my, my head wants to say Hedman, but my gut, my gut is telling me Makar. Okay. So let me back you up here. Um, Hedman's presence has boosted his team more on, on that front with higher relative numbers. Well, Makar has done more individually thanks to his ludicrous production. In both cases, their win value is well above expected. Though, again, it's Makar with the edge. Hedman is playing at an excellent five-win pace, but Makar is playing at an absurd eight-win pace. Like, that is unreal. We haven't seen those numbers since Bobby Orr, and we didn't even keep those fucking numbers. Hey, try and guess how many points Victor Hedman has in 149 playoff games. 101. You're You're almost there, 102. What, are you kidding me? I deserve a fucking prize. 102. I hey, hey, how about my prize could be that McGillney jersey? Yeah, McGillney jersey that you could have grabbed the last time you were here. It's you fucking got the Chinese guy botched it. Yeah. I opted to go with the cheap one. I should have listened to you and went with the expensive one. Yeah, it is what it is. But can we can we so, show the fans next show? 100 percent We have to. All right. I um, wanted to mention one last thing. Hold on. It's it's the, the thing that makes it interesting for me, guys, isn't about just those two. Um, you go back to Victor Hedman, and he's been playing with Jan Ruda, sometimes Zach Bogosian, okay? What mm-hmm. makes it so much 
what, what gives me when, when you look at this series in a nutshell and you go Edmund on Edmund on Makar, mm-hmm. what I think gives um Makar the edge is his D partner and Devin Tate's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like Taze projects to be worth 3.5 wins, which is just behind Hetman as the third best defender in this matchup. Yep. Um, and like him and Makar together, they, they, they always play against the team's top lines. Okay. Makar's obviously the flashier of the two, but Toes is quiet. And sometimes we always talk about it, Dwayne, as, as coaches and goalies. Like sometimes as a defenseman, quiet is good, you know? Especially if you're paired with a headman or a um, or a Makar, why is that, Dwayne? Why is a defenseman that's quiet, like in this instant, why is Devin Tays being quietly good work with Makar? Because he's not expected. I mean, Makar has the puck on his stick more often than not. And he's one of the most elite puck moving defensemen in the league. He doesn't lose the puck very often. So you know your role in that lineup. You're not there. You're not there to contribute offensively. You're there to make up for any mistakes that McCarr might make, and he doesn't make many. And not only that, okay. Obviously, McCarr's flashy, but Toes being a bit quieter in his approach, he uses such smart positioning, smooth skating, good gaps, okay, to limit these entries. And yeah, he's and what 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 the what what that resolves in or uh, results in is. McCarr going back, getting the puck, winding it up, and setting it up ice. Um, Dude, it's they went against the the best player in the world at McDavid, and they made it look fucking easy. Okay, the whole team Um, is so stacked. I mean, it's like they're they're the Tampa Bay of the West, right? Depth wise, they have everything Tampa Bay has almost, except what what they have in that. Now, this is what I'm going to get at next. Their next assignment, okay, is Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, and Andre Pilat. Mm-hmm. We might get Braden Point this series too. Don't forget. I know, I know. I have an article on him coming up. Um, but how do you think that 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 those guys that that Taze and Makar will pair against Stamkos, Palat, and who is a Kucherov? Yep. How do you think that? Um, well, Stamkos. I don't think Stamkos and Cooch normally always play on the same line together, but I, I know Cooch put them together. No, Cooper. Nikita Kucherov, Stamkos, and Andre Palat. Yeah, they, they've been using them recently. Yeah, because they were faced with elimination against the Rangers. But I mean, <laughs> normal. I mean, Tampa Bay Lightning star Braden Point lower body in line to return for Game One, but we still got to see. So, yeah. according to Greg Wyshynski, our boy. Friend of the show, friend of the program. Friend of the program. Tampa Bay Lightning coach John Cooper said things are leaning towards Braden Point. This was four hours ago, 638. Braden Point returning to the lineup for game one of the Stanley Cup final on Wednesday night. If it's not tomorrow, then we really anticipate game two. But we'll see how he is tomorrow. Ed, if, if, if Braden Point is even 85 to 90%, man, I, I'm, I'm calling it to Tampa Bay and six, honestly. Like, as good as Colorado is, I mean, how do you stop that lineup? A lineup that's already been unbelievable, and then you're adding a Braden Point to it. A guy. So, hey, going back to that, two. where does Braden Point fit? Okay, hold on. I'm going to go to um, Daily F- 
face-off lines. Um, who are we talking about? Tampa. Yep. Okay, so well, hey, we'll finish up here. I know we're coming up in an hour. We'll finish up. Um, so right now they don't have them in. Fuck. I mean, how do I, I how do I change it to to make um, Braden Point available? I don't know, man. But I uh, I find it hard to believe that you stop that team. As good as Colorado is, especially now without Kadri for an unknown amount of time, we don't, it hasn't been exactly announced that you know he's not going to play in the finals. But even if he does, he probably won't be a hundred percent, just like Point. Um, I just I, I find it hard to believe that Colorado is able to stop them offensively. And you it doesn't matter who's in net, Francois or Kemper. You guys need them to channel their inner Vasilevsky essentially or Shesterskin. You, you, that's how you need you need your goalie to play to to beat this team. You need him to steal games for you. Another guy that's been sneaky good is uh, Bowen Byram. Um, yep. And here's why I say this: he has been able to turn a guy like Eric Johnson, who's on the tail end of his career, just like Jack Johnson, into, into a, a very fucking serviceable, serviceable into guy. a very serviceable defenseman. Yeah, same a guy, thing with Jack a guy Johnson. Who everybody wrote off, right? Dude, they've had really good numbers. Um, when, when they were playing in Edmonton, um, what's the coach's name from Edmonton? Um, Woodcroft, he tried to get McDavid out there against Byram and Eric Johnson, um, to get away from McCarr, um, dude, and they killed it. Colorado outscored them 10 to three in five on five minutes when McDavid was out there against Byram and Eric Johnson. So I think for me, it's going to come down to, can that second pair of Byram and Eric Johnson and that third pair of Jack Johnson and Josh Manson, who I think Manson's way underrated, can they help each other? Um, you got to remember, Gerard is out. Yeah, forget about this. Gerard is one of their top four defensemen. So Bowen Byram, his emergence has really helped. Okay. Um, where I was going from this, okay? Um, Josh Manson has done a great job. Um, he's going to be leaning on. Gonna get, that guy's going to get paid, too, in free agency. Oh, yeah, and I don't care if it's here, okay? Yeah. Um, we went over Cumper. Now, it's close, dude. They're making it sound like he's going, but here's my thing. Kadri, okay? I wanted to talk about that. Um. It seems as if both players will play in the final at some point between Point and Kadri, okay? Mm. With Point being a lot closer than Kadri. It's a bit shocking that Kadri might be available at all. With that being said, the question I'm isn't sure. so much whether they'll play. It's how effective they can be given their injuries. Was it Point the relies a lot on his speed, and it's hard to imagine he could be as quick coming off a scary leg injury. Kadri is a scorer, which might be hard to do with nine working fingers. Yeah, it was his thumb, so, right? Oh, it wasn't a head injury. It was a finger injury when he broke yeah, his hand? Yeah, it was thumb surgery. I want to say it was thumb surgery. Oh, yeah. You know what's cool? When I played, they were able to make these, like, um, like, um, like hard plastic, like, half cast that, like, like, imagine wearing a glove, right? 
and imagining mm -hmm. it not going over your fingers, but like being right here and holding like your thumb in place. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and forwards could wear that in their gloves. Uh, the last thing before we get our predictions, okay? McKinnon versus Kucherov, okay? Mm -hmm. um, you look at their seasons, McKinnon, um, 65 games played, 85, 88 points, okay? Short season for him. And Kucherov had even shorter, 47 with uh, 69 points. <laughs> So they're that, both. That's obnoxious, dude. That's a hundred. That's over a hundred. It's like a hundred and twenty point pace. Uh, yeah, hundred and twenty-one. Insanity. But um, so is uh, McKinnon's is twenty. So one third of that, one third of eighty is what's one. So he, yeah, no, McKinnon's at one, one, one nineteen. Yeah. Okay, here's so my last question going into this before we make our predictions. Okay, you have a lot of these storylines, right? Kemper or Frankie versus Vasilevsky. Okay, you have um, Hedman versus um, McCarr. You have McKinnon versus um, Kucherov. Okay, and then maybe you have a, 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 a Stamkos versus a Kadri, right? I think if Kadri is in for game two and three, I think that they win. Okay. I don't know, man. Braden Point, you know, he's one of the best players in the league. You know, I think you one of the most, most underrated player in the league. Even without Point for most of it, with Stamkos is on the ice. They outscored Toronto, Florida, New York by a margin of 30 to 14. Are you Seven, kidding? Without Braden Point in their lineup. So <laughs> you're add you're adding a, a 95, like a 90 plus point player to your lineup. In the so when we talk about point, guys, I, I think it's 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 very like you gotta remember Landis Cog is awesome. Rantanen's been great, okay? And I know he's been on a little bit of a pace. But guys, let's not, goals, forget, hey, let's not forget um what's his name? Valerie Nikushkinen, who was like a year ago, two years ago, got cut from Dallas, and Joe Sackick had the wherewithal to bring him in. This guy has scored the biggest goals ever. Both yep. the last two series, he scored the series winning goals. Okay. He That's has been nobody to be fucked with. Okay. Um when you get down to the nitty-gritty, Anthony Sorelli's a good player. Alex Killorn's a good player. Um, but, man, I just think that if Kadri's healthy um, I, I and, and, and they get the goaltending, Colorado's going to win this in seven. Uh, I also I like Darren Helm to have one of those games where he just absolutely scores two and wins it. Same thing with Corey Perry. I think he's going to have a one good night. Okay? Now. Um, these are the best two teams all season long, okay, outside of Florida. Um, it's going to be a, a close-fought matchup. Uh, the two teams deserve it, but only one gets it, Dwayne. Um, to finish up the show, uh, last thoughts on the finals, okay? And what are what is your predictions and something to watch out for? Um, I think if Braden Point's ready to go tomorrow, um, I'm honestly going to predict a 4-2 series win for Tampa Bay. 
I uh, <laughs> I was already kind of predicting the win without Braden Point, but if he is indeed back and ready for game one, and he's even performing at 85%, like offensively that team is already so dynamic and dangerous with without him. To add him, it's just it's going to be a nightmare, even, even for as good as defensively as Colorado's been. Like, Can I say something? Yep. Marcy Kemper ranks 26th amongst all goalies this postseason with a minus 3.65 goal saved above average. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, that's what I'm saying, dude. Frankie's look good. I don't uh, – not like no Dude, Frankie is a 1B. He's not a backup. He'd be a starter on most teams. He'd be a, definitely a starter for Buffalo. Um, for, for me – was the fucking starter there? He took Rubauer's job. What I'm saying is if when they're both locked in, if you're asking me who I'd rather have and not, and they're locked in, I'm taking Kemper because when he's locked in, he's unbelievable. We've seen it. So that's why you're saying get, get him in right away. Yeah, I mean. You're saying even if he doesn't play great the first game, you're counting on him to bounce back and give you I mean, I have no problem the with game. them. I have no problem with them starting Francois. Like, he's been great. I, I understand playing the hot hand 150%. But if it's up to you, I think I'd go with Kemper. I respect that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of distraught on it. Listen, Colorado has that special ability to overwhelm teams, and we've seen it throughout. We saw it in the Edmonton series. We saw it even in the Colorado series. Remember Game One against? Sorry, not Colorado. Colorado against Nashville. Remember, it was the same day. It was the first day of playoffs. And New York and Pittsburgh went into three overtimes, right? Yep. So, like, the Colorado game was supposed to come on at the end. But, like, I was watching. They obviously kept the overtime game on. I look up in the top screen, and it says 0-0. That game just started. Uh, mm-hmm. Four minutes later, I look up. It's 5 nothing Colorado. <laughs> so, they have that ability to just overwhelm teams. And not only, you know, right off the bat, but for long stretches. And man, when you have when you have a guy like Cal McCarr, and 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 even though Hedman's a bona fide star, you know, let's not kid ourselves. McCarr has that ability to take over games. Not saying yep. Hedman can't, but he McCarr had has the ability to go up off the ice. He's had multiple three and four point nights in these playoffs. I mean, twenty two points in fourteen games for Cal McCarr. That's an unreal pace. Uh, Hedman has been unbelievable too. Again. I think Hedman has been better. I'm not going to say better than McCarr defensively. I'm not going to say that. But I think he he takes more pride in his own end than, than maybe McCarr does. You know, whereas McCarr drives so much play, and so does Hedman. But, I mean, Hedman, you know, as you stated earlier, he's a guy that will eat you alive, you know, in, you know one-on-one along the boards in front of the net. Not saying McCarr can't do that, but like, look at the size difference of the two, man. McCarr's still just a kid. Like, uh, I, I disagree. I disagree. McCarr is a young professional, but if I'm you're not, saying I'm not, he's just a kid, I then... no, no, I'm not. But he, like, he hasn't grown. He hasn't grown into his body the way Hedman has. You know what I mean? He's and like he's still this fucking good. I understand that. I am not okay. I am not saying. That I would take Hedman over Makar. I'm not saying that, but why I'm saying what I'm saying is 14.17 games for 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 Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman is a guy who is going to eat you alive, as you said earlier. 
in your own end. You're not going to get away with anything in front of the net when Victor Hedman's on the ice. He takes a ton of pride in that. I'm not saying Victor Cal McCarr doesn't, but I think the defensive side, if you're asking me who's the better defensive defenseman, I'm saying Victor Hedman. I, I agree with you there. I agree. Yeah. But I also do think that um, – what's his name? Um, McCarr doesn't get enough credit for his defense because – he makes it look easy. His gaps are so good. His hips are so good. Like I go back to that, mm-hmm. that McDavid break down the wall. It looks like he has it on every other defense. We've seen that goal a hundred times, right? And yep. what is what does McCarr do? Uh, opens up his hips, poke checks, and gets the puck. Like yep. you know the play I'm talking about, right? Because yep, everybody at Rexall play stood up. They're like, "Oh, McDavid's gonna score!" And it turned out to be the most like nonchalant. Oh no, McCarr just took the puck away, and he's going the other way. So yep. uh, you're right. I think the experience factor obviously goes to the two-time Stanley Cup champions. One thing we also have to consider here before wrapping up, they've played a lot of fucking hockey, bro. Buddy, they've almost played four total seasons in three. So will that play a, a factor? I mean, if it hasn't up until now, I don't think so. No, 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 no. I think, you, you like, last year you started to see it, Okay. Because remember, they went to game seven against the Islanders? Yeah. The fucking Islanders? I know. I mean, well, the Islanders are also a very a, a very well-coached. Well, very not anymore, Bob. Not anymore. Because know, fucking that, Lou, that, that, Lou decided to fire the best fucking coach on the planet. Hockey. Lou, I know. what are you doing? Yeah. Time out, time Traded out. away Devin Zayus and fired Barry Trotz. All Can we fire life. Barry Trotz without fucking up Don Granado? No. You, know, you don't do that. I think I think I think Barry Trot. Some brewery up in Winnipeg has already uh, offered Barry Trotz beer, free beer for life if he if he signs as uh, Winnipeg's head coach. Barry Trotz is going to Florida. You think so? Yeah. All right. So before before we give our predictions, game one tomorrow. We recorded this on Tuesday. Hopefully, you guys will doing when when are they going to get it tomorrow? Yeah, I'll, I'll upload it tonight to the to the podcast. Then. So game so we'll air one, this live tomorrow. So here's here's my one last point. I'll go through the schedule real quick, and I have one last point. Uh, game one Wednesday, eight p.m. Uh, they're all on ABC, which I like. Um, yeah. At Colorado, game two Saturday, eight p.m. At Colorado, You're not getting anything eight. on TNT. No, no, wow. no. Um, it's all ABC. It switches next year. So, so like this year, ESPN got the Eastern Conference Finals. TNT got uh, like they switch. They do every like they do every whatever game uh, they can in the first two rounds. ESPN and ABC get got the Eastern Conference Finals. TNT got the West, and ESPN and ABC get get the finals this year. Next year, it's the same thing. One of them gets the East. Finals, one of them gets the West Finals with TNT and TBS get the Stanley Cup. Hey, here's a good stat. I, 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 I'll finish the schedule in a second. Did you know that the NBA um, viewing numbers are way down and the NBA and the NHL viewing numbers are up over 300%? Let's fucking go, dude. I, I, that's a, that's here's a, that's a good you know, point. Honestly, that's a fe- that's a feather in the cap of like TNT. ESPN has done a good job. No, fuck, fuck ESPN. TNT but, has killed it. 
And I'm, I'm, but I think they've done a good job, but TNT has absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yes. And well, Chelios and Messier, they just, they're, they're fucking, they're, they're not, they're not good. I like Butcher Gross, but um, anyways, I, you're, you're right. ESPN's done a better job. I, I just think it's so much easier to be able to flip on your TV and go remember on those games where it was, you know, you go from 23 TBS to 24, yeah. um, you know, TNT. Yep. Go back and forth, and then you go yep. from 26 ESPN to 27 ESPN2. I love yep. that, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Back to the schedule. Tampa Bay plays Monday, uh, game three, eight at Tampa. Yep. Uh, Wednesday, eight o'clock at Tampa. Games five is 8 p.m. at Colorado. Game six, Sunday at Tampa Bay. Game seven at Colorado. Now, one thing. New Jersey, so Colorado has home ice advantage, right? They get the first two games. Correct. Well, I didn't know this, and I, but the Rangers seated higher than the Lightning. Did you know that? So I did not the first know that. two games in the Rangers Lightning series, where the Rangers won, where were those games played? Those games were played in New York. Yes. And where are these first two games played? Colorado. Okay, now go back, go back just a little bit. Go back just a little bit. Outside of the sweep against Florida, okay? Tampa Bay versus Toronto, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Maple Leafs win game one at home. Maple Leafs lose game two at home, Okay. And then Maple Leafs win game three in Tampa Bay. And the Lightning win game four in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Maple Leafs win game five in Toronto. And then the Lightning win that game six to stay alive in OT in Tampa. And then beat um, beat, uh, beat the Leafs two to one in game seven. Okay. I just want to look at Colorado to see how they've fared. Okay. They swept the Avalanche. Or sorry, the Oilers. Okay. They um they beat the Blues three to two in OT in Colorado. They lost to the Blues four to one in Colorado, but then they beat the Blues games three and four in St. Louis. Uh the Blues bounced back and won game five in OT in Colorado, but then Avalanche uh finished them out in game six. So okay. with all that being said, to finish this up. What is your prediction? Give me your your winner, your games played, your Con Smythe winner, and um, Con Smythe winner from each team. Um, for me, Con Smythe winner for. Uh, wait, 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 wait! Tell me who's gonna win first. I, Tampa's gonna win, I think. Uh, I think they. Game? I think they win in six. Um, and and Smythe, if they win, who's the who's the who's the Con It's Smythe? a tight race between Stamkos and Vasilevsky. Okay. Damn close to scored a lot of big goals. Um, but Vasilevsky, even in the face of elimination, down, you know, you know, he's he's just been he's been Vasilevsky, man. Have he's, you heard the way they talk about him in interviews, the players? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it's the, amazing the faith they have in this guy. And they should, yeah. right? He's the best goalie in the world. And they know it. And they know that even though they've played what did you say? They've played close to four seasons. I, probably maybe 15 to 20 games short of four total seasons in three. 
let's just say the average series is six games, okay? Yeah. Um, six times four is 24 over, you know, 24 and 24 um, over the past two years is 48. So they've played they've played a, a whole extra half a season, yep. including including the um, – how many games have they played this year? They um, They went seven against the Leafs. So that's 31. They went um, four against um, four against the Panthers, which is 45. And they went six. So 51 games. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a lot. All right, now if Colorado wins, uh, how many games are they going to win in, and who's the consmite? It's hard to say it's Kale McCarr. It's Kale how many McCarr. games? If they do pull it out, how many games? I think it goes the full seven. All right. We're going to make a little wager on this, okay? Uh, loser pays for golf. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, I got Tampa Bay – or, sorry, I got Colorado winning, all right, in seven games, all right? Uh, I got um, McKinnon or McCarr winning the uh, the Smythe. Um, so whoever picks the right team wins. Okay. Um, and loser pays for golf. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm totally down. Um, so, hey, Dwayne, looking at the, the schedule for the, for the, for the Stanley cup, uh, we got game one at tomorrow night. Okay. Um, do you want to do a, a post game show? Yeah, I'm totally in. It oh. was fun having you on last time for, I'm going to be on the ice. Um, hold on one second. Deal with me here. I'm on the ice 930 to 1045. So I won't be able to watch it. But what about, uh, what if we do a Thursday? No, how about this? Let's do, um, let's do after Saturday's game. Um, we'll find some time on the weekend and we'll do, uh, we'll do, uh, you know, uh, a, you know, a Stanley Cup recap. Let's try to do every two games. Okay, we can do that. So, fans, uh, look for us to come at you either Saturday night or uh, Sunday morning. Um, and then, you know, obviously after game four is a Wednesday, uh, I don't have anything that next Wednesday, so I'll be able to hop on after. And mm-hmm. then if it goes the distance, you'll hear from us after Sunday's game. Um, on that Monday, uh, right before game seven. So, uh, guys, a lot of good things. We have a couple good guests lined up, uh, a couple draft prospects, um, a couple of returning guests. Uh, we, 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 you know, Chris Peters is somebody that, um, you know, is at this time of year with, with the draft. Dwayne, uh, who are you talking about? Robinson as well. Elite prospect guy. Yep. Um, he does an awesome job. Um, I, we're going to bring on Quentin Musty. He was the first overall pick in the OHL, not this past year, the year before. So he played this year, uh, had a good season, battled through some injuries, but first, you know, American born player to go first overall in a long time. First ever from Hamburg, uh, Hamburg represent. Um, I got a Musty jersey. Get this. This is just a story about the kid. Okay. Awesome kid. It's very easy for those guys to be assholes, okay? Yeah. And I ran into a few of them. Taylor Hall, huge asshole. 
Um, first overall pick. Quinn Musty knows my daughter loves wolves. Uh, don't ask me why. My, my first daughter loved unicorns. Reese, God bless her, she loves wolves. He played for the Sudbury Wolves. Guess what? You know, I go to pick him up one day. It's her birthday. Guess what he hands me? What does he hand you? A fucking $300 game-used Sudbury Wolf jersey. That's that's dope. Signed. Well, better you got to see that on the next episode. Just the type of kid he is. Uh, yep. Can't wait to get him on. Um, also, Dwayne, I'll talk to you off, off, the, off the air. I was approached by somebody that uh, runs a big company um, on, on Facebook, and they want to uh, sponsor our podcast. Um, and I'll talk to you about that off the air. Um, we, we, um, do have a, we do have a big guest that we've been saving for episode 100. Are you going to drop that or no? Yeah, I mean, I'm still working on it. We've mentioned it before, but uh, it, it, it's tough. Uh, he, he's just, he just got done moving, and, uh, you know, you know, life happens as well. Um, so, so still working that one out. But, I mean, we are at per, part one of episode 100, buddy, and 99 episodes leading up to this. Um, a lot of great guests we've had on leading up what to this. What are your favorites? What are your favorites? Um, it's hard to – remember the first big guest we had, Mike McKenna, and we ended up having him on for like two and a half hours? <laughs> we told him like, oh, yeah, like a half an hour, 45 half minutes. hour. <laughs> it turned into an hour, turned an hour and a half, turned into – I remember sending me a message like, hey, man, um, I got to go. Like, can we wrap this up? <laughs> and then Kali proceeded to ask 17 more questions. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, quick shout out, okay? We got the um, Hamilton uh, Hamilton Bulldogs and the Windsor Spitfires in, in a bid. Um, they're playing. Oh, so Windsor won game six. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, um, Windsor plays Hamilton in Hamilton. Jay McKee is the coach of Hamilton. Um, and um, what's his name? Savard? Who was the old player from the Bruins? Dennis Savard? No. Mark Savard. Mark Savard. All right. Um, hold on. Let me just make sure I'm not an ND Well, While you do that, I'll, I'll list a few more of my favorite guests. You know, Please do. Episode 13 was McKenna. Mark Savard. Sorry, Mark Savard. Yep. Go ahead. You know, four we had we had we had Oli Kolzig on twice in episode fourteen, and I want to say it was episode uh, seventy nine. Like we had we had a good run, like two of just unbelievable guests. You know, Malarchuk is probably one of my favorite episodes. Episode twenty, the uh, way that he opened up, Dwayne, and like that hit home for me. Yeah, that hit home for you. That. I, I've I'm not, no joke. I've had at least five to, to seven to eight people, close friends, come up to me and say, Collie, that interview allowed me to either start counseling, um, to either read his book or to get the help I needed. So I yeah, felt thrilled to have been a part of that. Yeah. And he, he, we've had him on twice too. And, you know, he, with guests like that, you kind of tiptoe around the elephant in the room. With him, with no. been through. Well, no, you know, you, you tend, but the thing no, is, no, no, you're right, you're right. But with you him, don't to bring that stuff up, you know, you don't, you don't know how, how, how to engage right it. into it. And Dwayne, yeah. I'll give you a lot of credit because you know we 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 had talked a little bit about his book. 
obviously, you know, he was impressed at how well read you were. I didn't read the book yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, you come out and, and, and bravely share this experience of yours that is extremely personal and, 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 and emotional and, and yep. scarring. And for you to share that on air, uh, I think opened up that interview to something special. And and I, I will always give you credit to this day. I mean, if anyone gets a chance to read his book, I mean, the, the whole prologue is him, you know, moment for moment talking about how he tried to kill himself in front of his, from, from, in front of his wife. Nice. Nice. This book is full of just fucked up stories. Yeah. Quick story on that. Well, boy, you think your next favorite episode. I met Don Cherry. We wore no joke. We wore this, these fucking uniforms. Dwayne, yep. uh, do you remember the picture I sent you? Yep. So we wore these tuxedo uniforms, okay, on yep. Don Cherry night. He walks in, and he looked pretty good. Keep in mind, this is 10, 10 years ago, 2000, no, mm-hmm. 12 years ago, 2010. Don Cherry looks good on TV. He walks in the room. I'm like, oh, my fucking God, is this guy going to die? Like, no, I'm not trying to be mean, dude. He looked fucking like he was on his deathbed. Yeah. And, and like the guy I saw on TV last Saturday on Hockey Night Canada looks great. Yep. And then he walks in. I'm like, Magic oh, of Hollywood. Man. Magic of Hollywood, buddy. Um, so, But yeah, episode 20 me, with, with Clint Millar, Chuck. Uh, what, about, hey, what about your ultimate favorite, Grand Fear? Yeah. That was the following episode, 21. Wow. Talk about, hey, talk about great episode. We didn't expect that either. Hopefully we can get him on again. Maybe we just caught him early on in this podcast. Yeah, something like that. We had had a good run uh, with, you know, know, Clint at episode 20, then Rob Ray, uh, 26. Devin Devin Levi and um, what's his name? Episode 93, Justin Ritzkoian. Ritzkoian. That that was one of my favorites. Portillo. PD, PD was episode 81. PD was great. Uh, Portillo was good. Which, Owen Power, that was our yeah, all-time. Owen Power, I mean. We that, got that over 250,000 views and listens it, across all platforms. It, it does not. It does not. But <laughs> I wish it did. But no, no it has, No, it did. It has over 15,000 views on, on, on Twitter alone. No, Dwayne, you got, you're not accounting for it. Remember I have the tracker? For like, I have a thing called podcast player that's not through like Apple Music or anything like that or Spotify, and like a lot of people use that. We had two hundred fifty thousand listens for the Owen Power episode. I mean, if we did, that's great. Everything else has been below twenty thousand, yeah. but um, but I would say, uh, you know, Owen Power episode sixty-eight. We had a good run there, you know. You know, Shieldsy at 56. Dave uh, Starman was one of my favorites. David Starman was awesome. Uh, we had him on twice. Uh, Aaron Hughes. EJ Erratic. EJ Erratic uh, twice, which was phenomenal. Um, Greg Wyshynski twice. Uh, Aaron Huglin, you know, Buffalo Sabres prospect at episode 61. Three episodes later, we had on, you know, Porty Eric Portillo out of Michigan. The very next episode, Jonas Enroth. Episode 68. Wait, I missed out on Enroth and Wyshynski twice. Y- yeah. And, and, and Chase, you know, Chase Clark. Whoa, whoa. Marty Baron. Marty Baron right in there around, around the same time we had on Rob Ray. So six. Hey, two, two things about Baron and, and uh, Razors. 
we're on. We sit down. We're like, hey, how long do you have? He's like an hour. It's two and a half hours into the episode before he realizes, oh, hey, I got to go. Like, yeah, he, right. he was electric. And then the Rob Rape interview was great because he had to drive. Instead of cutting our interview short, he, he drives on the phone, on the interview, in the car. You could hear him getting his kid's stuff on. Yep. The interview. What a beauty. And then, Absolutely. hey. My, I think my absolute favorite is is the the watch party. Tell tell everybody who was on. Oh, that. the watch party was phenomenal. You know, we had on Dixon Ward, it was Dixon Derek Ward, Plant. Derek Plant, Barnaby, and Rob Ray to watch episode. Or it, I can't remember which episode it was, but uh, I don't know if we numbered it an episode. But it was a Sabers watch party. because uh, you know oh, the Sabers were playing well. The Sabers weren't playing well, and we wanted to give fans something to watch. So we literally watched Game Seven. Uh, night of the of night from 1997. Saber, Barnaby going back and forth, oh, chirping each other. But like uh, like Rob Ray, uh, you know Barnaby's feed cut out at the end, and he and he messaged me. And he goes, "Hey man, sorry, lost uh, excuse me, lost reception. Uh, tell Ray I I I lost I I lost satellite reception because of his big fucking head." <laughs> it was great Dude, we had that shit all night long yep oh, hey speaking and of the watch party the, the watch on, party Derek plant son zam zam plant he uh played half the season in the ushl for the chicago steel half yep. the season in um hermantown uh yep. that's uh, minnesota high school he is going to be a first round pick or no sorry He's, he's ranked right now um, 90, or 64th uh, North American yep. skater. So he's going to be a pick. Uh, it would yep. be great to get him on. Maybe shoot a message out to Derek. See if Zam yeah, wants to come on. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Uh, I will, I will up, that'd be fun. I, I will then, message um, I'm going to see if we can't get Shane right on uh, with my connections in Kingston. I doubt it. Um, but between the two of us, you know, obviously, we'll get Chris Peters on near the draft. Um, the yep. Elite Prospects guy. Sorry, I always forget his name. Mm-hmm. Elite Prospects uh, guy. Cam Robinson, and we have uh, Jack Hughes, Northeastern product. Uh, yeah, that'll be a good one. Too. So that'll Team be fun, too. He, Levi and Rondi. Yeah, he's a first-round ranked uh, prospect for this this upcoming draft. But just go down the list real quick. You know, I was I wanted I wanted to get through this list of like notable guests. All right, go ahead. Obviously, you mentioned obviously you mentioned the watch party. That was a ton of fun. You know, getting getting to relive that moment and hear Rick Jenneret's infamous uh Are you ready, Legion of Doom? Here come the Buffalo Sabres uh in the game seven win on the Derek Plant goal on Ron Tugnut Tuggers. Tugger! Yep. But episode 13, our big our first big guest was Mike McKenna. Uh, 14 followed up with Olaf Kolzig, 20 with Clint Malarchuk. Honestly, top three for me that episode. Razor is probably in the top five for sure. Cam Jansen, 28. Episode two, uh, Steve Dangle, episode 51. Uh, Steve Shields, the second time he was on with us, 56. That was a lot of fun. First Aaron Huglin, too. Yep. And uh, Aaron Huglin, episode 61. Portillo, which was a great time, even though he struggled with his, uh, his Wi Fi. Uh, Jonas Enroth at 65. Like, this is the run I was talking about. Uh, 51 Dangle, 56 Steve Shields, 61 Aaron Huglin, 64 Eric Portillo, 65 Jonas Enroth, 68 Owen Power, 
episode 71 chase clark which is you know a, you know a local kid you know in we the, in the chase clark on? yep yeah we did you were on with us oh but yeah you were on with us chase clark he was on you were on with us um you know washington in the washington capital system 79 we had whole off closing again 81 Andrew Peters was, was an electric episode. That yeah, was great because it was right, right when fucking right or after um, he broke the Eichel trade. Well, not only that, it was right before everything went down. What a stupid decision that was because it's not yep. the same. Uh, without no, no, it's not. The podcast. What, hey guys, if you haven't already, um, what's it called? After the whistle. After the whistle, yeah. Guys, check it out. That PD. Great podcast. Um, they do a great job. Rip. Uh, episode 82, Kyle Quick, you know, good friend of the program. First time he came on with us. Oh, 89. He's been great. He's been great. Bucci, we had 80, Bucci on for 89. Nah, uh, that's, a, that's a top one. Cam Jansen, episode 90, right after the Eichel comments, when Eichel made his return to Buffalo after he made those comments Is about that the fans. Cam Jansen, too? That was the second time we had him on. And then, most recently, De- Devin... Devin Levi episode ninety three, which was absolutely electric, because it was on, on, on the heels of his him making his decision about what he was doing. Um, you know, then he eventually said he's going back to Northeastern, but he he messaged me and flat out said, you know, I, I asked him like a lot of people are wondering, are you a football fan? Are you a Bills fan? He goes, I'm not a I've, I haven't really followed football football that much, but then he followed up with, but I'm going to be a bill I'm going to be a Bills fan very soon, which pretty much put put that whole idea that he might dip out on Buffalo when his three years are up. No, fuck well, it. That happened. That happened. Right. I knew within five minutes that he ain't Cal Peterson. Okay. Yep. Um, and I think the same with Portillo. Um, yep. Now listen, um, do I, sorry, are you done? Yeah. I just wanted to go through the list, you know, and you know, obviously part two, we hope to have a big time guest with us. We'll see what happens, but I, uh, you know, just again, my, my top five are probably, you know, in no particular order, uh, Malarchuk, Ray, <laughs> Owen Power, um, Peters, and Devin Levi. You know, probably my top five. And there, there are a lot of a lot of interviews that are inching close in there. Guys like Kolzig, uh, and Enroth, and Portillo are uh, three interviews right there. What about, that, uh, the Swedish goalie that's at Arizona State that retired. <coughs> Mark Trump? No. Oh, uh, oh, you mean um, Eddie Lack? Yeah, Eddie Lack was great. That was a great episode too. Yeah, there's like probably three or four more guys. Steve Shields, Portillo, Enroth. Those guys are really like kind of on the out, barely on the outside looking in my top five. So guys, um, before we wrap up, um, just looking at uh, the draft rankings for you at home, if you want to start digging, um, Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, and Juraj uh, Slavovsky, are going to be gone one, two, three. Okay, so we have no chance at them unless I would love to see us package up our three first rounders to get into the top three. I think Logan. Cruz I don't even know if we take all three. You might be able to put a player. In ah, you're right, but we'll get to this. We'll get to this. But for Sabres fans, if we stand pat it, what do we have? Nine or ten? Nine. We're at nine sixteen. I think it's thirty or twenty-eight or twenty-nine, maybe couple players to look at, okay? Um, the 2D, Simon Nem- Nemchek, um, that is Slovakian. David Juracek, um, that's 
uh, from the Czech Republic, Cutter Gautier, who is a center um, that can also play wing on the NDTP team. Um, Jimmy Snuggerud, um, another guy I saw right yeah. in that wheelhouse, Matthew Savoy, um, Reed Schaefer, Frank Nazar. Um, and then there's one that's escaping me right now. Um, um, why can't I find him? Uh, give me one second. Um, um, a Brad Lambert's kid. Mm -hmm. Or no, maybe his name is Brad Lambert. So anyways, yeah, Connor Geeky, um, you know, Brad Lambert, uh, who's played pro hockey and had a great showing. Um, you know what? There's a bunch of good – and Jack Hughes is, is available at 27, right around our last pick. Yeah, well, yeah, 20 or drafting 28 – so um, we'll get into that after the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, I know we've been on a lot. Dwayne, um, so happy that we've gotten this far, brother. Here's to another yeah. 100 episodes, a couple clicks. Um, and remember, hey, everybody, go, Spitz, go. Go, Spitz, go. <laughs> I know everybody's going to be busy watching, but if I can, I'll try to get um, either J the winning coach with Hamilton wins. I'll try to get Jay McKee on. Um, if Windsor wins, I'll try to get Mark Savard on. Um, but that's been, it's been electric. I think it's on NHL network. I'm not sure with, uh, with, I know it's on TSN, but if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, Windsor with a big win, uh, to force game seven. Yeah. Um, but go spits go. Um, as you can see fucking rights here, if I can figure out the angle. But, Dwayne, hey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Just to remind people, eight years ago, you came on the good, the bad, the cully at Fredonia. Okay? Yeah, it was a long time ago. You came on at least once a year. I ran the show for four years. I think you did three appearances at least. Uh, we had two or three, yeah. And then to, when we started our new show, you came back. We did the intro music. Um, but to think from there to get to hear – after one phone call, you know what I mean? It's yep. been a fun ride, brother. Um, I, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, and, Dwayne, if you need to buy a case, where are you going? Outlet Liquor is the place to buy a case over on Georgia Room Boulevard. Uh, don't waste a moment in getting over there uh, for the Stanley Cup Finals, Colorado, Tampa Bay, or any anything, you know, NBA Finals, uh, you know, anything sports-wise they have coming up. Or just when you're cooking out on the back patio or, you know, having a beer with the boys in the yard, get over to Outlet Liquor, uh, the place to buy a case. Hopefully uh, your hair looks a little bit better than Oh, no. Hey, one out of ten. I, I, I went to uh, – yeah. I, I, it was late in the day. Uh, I'll end with this. Um, I stepped – every other haircut place was closed at seven. So I, I have like an hour to kill. I'm right by holiday. I pull into this um, – to this – where I thought my phone had died. So I thought the haircutting place was there and I walk in and it's like a hair, like a uh, teaching place. It's like a sport, like they're teaching barbers. And I walk in, the guy's like, Oh, just so you know, I'm like, how much is a haircut? He's like, uh, $8. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, but a student's going to be cutting it. So a student cut it. I told him to keep it. Like, I like to just keep it low in front, you know, to, yeah. 
But no, they left it high, high up top. I don't know what to really say besides wear a hat, but what is your rating on this on this on this bullshit? Uh, I mean a four out of ten, five out of ten. Oh, tough one, get... tough one. Looks like Cody's wearing a hat. Yeah, it looks like you're wearing a hat, bud. All right, hey, love you, kid. Um yeah. golf. Uh, you'll be paying after the yeah, series. We'll see. Fucking we'll Cal McCarr. Here, yeah. here, go, here we go, we'll Frank. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in for the first 100. Here's to 100 more, and here's to 100 more great guests. Please tweet at two goalies, one Mike. Let us know who you want to have on. Dwayne yep. and I will get it done. And by Dwayne and I, I mean Dwayne. Okay? He is the master at getting these people on. Yep. Tweet us who you want to see next. Chirp my haircut. Give us your predictions. I have something to give away. Okay. Um, Dwayne, and make sure uh, when you get a chance, get over to 39 Designs. Get yourself one of these beautiful, beautiful shirts. Dwayne, do they uh, have options over there at 39? 39 Designs. Uh, they have uh, hoodies, uh, 60-40 premium shirts and 100% well, cotton different, shirts. Different designs than just a uh, they dro We're dropping one at a time. Um, right now, this is the first one. Uh, another one will be coming down down the pipe soon. But, uh, yeah, 100%, man. It's a uh, work so in progress. My contest. Here's my contest. If you tweet at Dwayne or at Two Goals One Mike before the series starts tomorrow – and you accurately predict what I need is uh, who's going to win, how many games, okay? And in case there's a tiebreaker, your Con Smythe pick. Okay. Okay? You do that, I will give you, uh, you know, I will buy you a shirt of your choosing at – Get you one of these shirts right here. Right there. Okay? Right here. So um, no. make sure you tweet that in or direct message it to Dwayne. Um, at two goalies, one Mike at Dwayne S39 or at Kid Coley 33. Get it in before tomorrow's start. Um, and like I said, easy chance to win a free uh, shirt of your choosing. Yeah, let's try. I want to try and make this the uh, the cover photo for the, uh, the thumbnail for YouTube. So make a funny face right now. That's not a fun. I mean, it makes like you're, it looks like you're sneering at it. There you go. There you go. Love it. All right, guys. This has been episode 100, part one of uh, Two Goalies, One Mike, brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Cully, uh, it's getting close to midnight here. We'll air this tomorrow. Love you. Uh, talk to you guys later, sooner, hopefully sooner rather than later. And uh, you guys have a good night. For Dwayne Stanell, I'm Johnny Cullen. Tweet us your predictions to get in on the prize. And send us whoever you want us to interview. We'd love to hear it. Yep. Peace. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. 
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.